is the Daddy Sharps Podcast. Welcome to episode 48, everyone. My name is Luke. And I'm John. We're just a couple of dads who like to make the sharpest bets we can. And we're just a couple of dads who break down the fights that your buddies are too square to break down. And today, John, well, all my exes live in Texas because I reside in Tennessee. Nice poll, sir. Nicely done. And that's right, Luke. We're bringing down UFC Fight Night in Nashville. So pour a glass of sipping whiskey. We've got the hot chicken. Even hotter bets. But before we do that... Yeah, before we do that, we've got a little reminder, a quick one for you. So we are close to wrapping up season one of Daddy Sharp's UFC. What a great season it's been. But we're soon going to be kicking off season two of the Daddy Sharp's College and NFL Breakdowns. We are absolutely jacked to dive into football this year. And in a few minutes, we're going to break down UFC Nashville. For now, though, let's recap our best bets from last week's UFC 291 Salt Lake City. Mr. Luke. All right, I'll start us out. I went one and one on best bets, and I'll take it for my first (laughs) best bet. I said the Kikui. four to one underdog, Tony L. Kikui Ferguson. I thought his career was not over. I said he would pull out the win and instead Bobby Green finished Ferguson off. Maybe his career, who knows, we'll see. And that was my loser. Next though, DeLima versus Derek Lewis. The heavies, man, they came out swinging and, and who knew that a heavyweight could leap into the air like that with a flying <laughs> knee in the first two seconds of the fight. I told you it would end by finish, and it did a KO just seconds into the first round, and that one was my winner. Didn't have to wait long for that. My bets, however, 1-0 in the best bets, and yeah, only 1-0 in best bets this week because Bahada and Wonderboy fight canceled. Very sad. So let's review. Let's review. Giles versus Bonefiend. My best bet here, Bonefiend by finish. There was no question this fight was going to be a Bonefiend finish. The only real question was submission or knockout. We didn't have to wait long to find out. Bonefiend subs Giles in round one. The Daddy Sharps get the win. Okay, here we go. Let's break down our best bets for UFC Fight Night Nashville, baby. Let's go, John. I cannot wait for this card. A lot of good fights on this one. Why don't you start us off? I'm going straight to the underdog. I'm going Hadley versus Durden. Cody Durden. My best bet here, Durden to win. He opened at plus 150. Now he's plus 165. Durden coming into this fight as the alternate, and I love it. Hadley. This guy's a tough Englishman who's never been finished on the UFC. Four and one in his last five fights. However... I see a weakness, Mr. Luke. In his three UFC fights, eight takedowns have been attempted on him, five of them successful. If there's a weakness, it's this man's 37% takedown defense. 37% at anything's not very good, my man. You know Durden saw that too, and I'm going to give you one guess what what Durden's really good at, Mr. Luke. Hmm, takedowns? Last two fight, he has landed a measly 15 takedowns. He's going to wrestle Hadley all day, and it's going to result in a decision win. That's going to be my best bet. The only real issue in this fight is Durden's game is susceptible to submissions. His only two losses in the UFC were round one submissions. I'm betting Durden keeps his neck safe, and we cash a plus money underdog here, my man. Yeah, and you know, I was kind of breaking down that fight as well, taking a really good look at that. And I agree with you. I think Durden, if he's got a chance here, and and he knows it, 
it's a fill-in. He's got to take him down. He's got to take him down a lot. He, and he loves wrestling. Yep. And I think he's got the chance to win. I really do. I like that best bet. All right. Plus money. Layla plus money. And for my uh, first best bet, we're we're going to the light heavies, John. The light Ooh, heavies. So, but a former uh, heavy. <laughs> that's a plus in a way. Uh, Tanner, the bulldozer, Bozer, a slight favorite over Ales- Alexei Kamer. Both fighters coming off of two losses, John. The two of them will enter, and only one of them will leave, my Thunder man. Dome. Both have knockout power. Both can take a lot of damage, and they keep going. For the Canadian Bozer, he's dipping down in weight class from the heavy heavies, where he was four and three. He's trying his <laughs> luck one weight class down. We'll see what happens. And I happen to love his awkward fighting style. I, I love watching this guy. I don't know why. He he should have the strength advantage here. No problem. He uses a lot of feints, a lot of low kicks. So look for that. And he has one of the better flows coming out oh, of I Alberta, like Canada. I like yeah. yeah. His hair his hair is on point, my man. Kind of like a, a kind of like a mullet faux hawk thing going on. That is true. That is true. And with that awkwardness, he likes to he likes to get that flow going in the wind, too. I love it. <laughs> for Kamer. He, he has just three fights in the UFC. All of them went to the scorecards. So there's that endurance uh, that I mentioned. Uh, he is by far the better athlete, but his lack of experience will be the difference here. He hasn't shown anyone yet that he definitively belongs in the UFC. And he took off the last two years dealing with a hand injury. So Eesh. that right there tips the scales for me. I like this fight to go the distance. I like Bozer to win by decision. The over-under here is is two and a half, with the over slightly favored. So that's in my favor as well. But my best bet here is Tanner Bozer to win this fight. John, what do you think about Tanner's flow and his chances of winning this one? I like that, sir. And I want to know his hairdresser. (laughs) So I'm going to go. My next one here, me and you talked about a little bit. This guy's a giant in a weight class. I'm a little nervous. Baja Mundes versus Klein. My best bet here, Baja Mundes. Like I said, this guy is ginormous for this weight class. Six foot three, 75 inch reach. The only issue to watch here is Friday. Is this guy going to make weight? And the only loss this man has seen in the UFC was a split decision. So he can compete with these boys. And that split decision was on his UFC debut. The man's a tall, lanky, high volume striker with a three inch reach advantage in this fight. He can sub two, already has one on the UFC level. If he doesn't get the finish, he will do more than enough to secure the decision based on his volume volume of strikes alone. And did I mention, did I mention this, Luke? Tall guy, yeah. 95% takedown defense. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. weakness, if he does have one, is he has been finished on the lower level, the lower leagues with submissions. Klein, though, this guy's a striker. There's going to be no sub threat in this matchup. Klein, his last three fights, two of them wins. He won by unanimous decision, split decision, and a draw. He just can't seem to separate himself inside the octagon on the judges' scorecards. He's not active enough on the feet. The only hope for Klein in this fight is to win by takedowns. He's only landed two in the last four fights, and Baja Mundes has one of the best takedown defenses in the entire game. I like Faja Mundes all day long at the minus 190 price, my man. 
So my question for you is, uh, if we come into Friday and he's got some issues with his making weight, uh, is this thing going to go catch weight or Ooh. he's had some issues in the past, but he, but he's, he gets close. He gets close. He just keeps wanting to fight down and wait. You know, you know, this is, this is another one of those issues that I had last week when I had behavior. Yes. We the guy came in over. We loved it. I loved it when he was overweight and we both agreed wonder boy made the right decision not to fight that guy. <laughs> yeah. If this guy comes in overweight and the fight still goes on, I feel okay. If he makes weight, but he looks real shaky on the scale when, when he makes weight, that's when you got to watch the weigh-ins, make sure he looks okay. Much like when the, when Zeke, Makes the decision to run out of bounds instead of taking the hit. <laughs> the right. veteran move to prolong the career. I yes. would do the exact same thing. All right. Exactly. For my next best bet. I really like this one. I really do. A prelim welterweight fight. It's going to be probably the fight of the night in my eyes. we got Jeremiah Wells, moderate favorite here. Minus 170 last time I checked, hover, I checked hovering around there versus Carlston Harris. My best bet in this fight is going to, be that this one will end by finish mm, in the I end like i think wells wins this fight by knockout but by finish is a safer bet wells has five wins by ko four by submission his only two losses were by decision he's undefeated in the ufc right now he's beaten uh semmelsberger saw him last week yeah court mcgee he beat blood diamond as well <laughs> Wells lands strikes with power and decent accuracy, but he likes to wrestle. And I know you like to wrestle, John. Yes. I already went with Durden, baby. You know, he I like averages more takedowns than Harris with more accuracy, and he has much better takedown defense. And he will have to prevent some takedown attempts by Harris, who was also a pretty decent wrestler in his own right. Mm-hmm. Harris. Three and one in the UFC. He was knocked out by Rachmanov in the first round, but he has faced some okay fighters comparatively. <laughs> beyond yes. that, just okay. This yeah. is gonna be the first time these two have actually faced some decent fighters, you know. And it's a pivotal fight for both of their careers in a weight class where it's just stacked with a lot of talent. Got to make a name for yourself. These two guys are getting a little bit older too. So there's going to be a lot of punching and a lot of attempts to take downs and a lot of blood. Trust me. Ugh. We are ready for it. I think this fight again is going to end in a KO either in the first or second round. I'll be leaning Wells to deliver that knockout blow, John, but my best bet in this fight again ends by finish. Daddy Luke's on a hot streak with the props. I'm not going to fade you. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Let's see if you fade me in any of these as we move into our deep dives. Let's deep dive into other fights we lock on this card. And let's start with the first fight of the night, a prelim flyweight fight between Ode Osborne and Asu Almabayev. Almabayev, slight favorite, minus 175. John, who do you like? I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with the slight favorite, nice. Almabayev. I like him a lot in this fight. Granted, this is his UFC debut, but in the lower leagues, the dude's 8-0. And that was on M1 and Brave, which aren't horrible leagues by any stretch of the imagination. He also had six subs in his last nine fights, most of them in those those pretty decent little leagues there. Osborne, this guy's fought four times at 125 pounds now, and he gets outstruck every time he's at this weight class. I like the favorite to cash here. 
Interesting. He's the favorite as well. And as much as I want to take the underdog here, I I think Osborne is being underestimated big time. I, I really do. I This is a UFC debut for Almabayev, but he has some decent experience, like you said, in those tough leagues, my man. Just, ugh. I yes. want to say just not enough data for me here to place a bet. I, I, I'll, I, I'm 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 leaning the same way you are, but I'm, I I just can't say anything definitive yet. It just kind of scares me away, and I'll tell you why. I'm gun shy on O'Day because I've lost some money on O'Day in the past. And yes, uh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm moving on to the next fight of the night that we're uh, deep diving on. We've got Billy Quarantillo versus Damon Action Jackson. John, I'm gonna make this one real simple, Mister Luke. Billy Q likes to strike. Jackson is a submission artist that can't hit. Billy Q has never been submitted. My best bet here, Billy Q's going to kick the beep out of this guy. And I'm going to bet that with confidence. So you're going for the win. Do you think it's a knockout? I think it will be a finish. Billy Q does have some submission skills, but I don't think he's going to be able to pull it off against, against Jackson here. But if you've never seen a Billy Q fight, this guy is amazing. The only guys he loses to are elite strikers. If you're not an elite striker, he destroys you on the feet. This guy can hit hard. So that's where I'm going with Billy Q with confidence. I do think it's going to be a finish by him. So do I. And I'm with you with confidence as well. I like Billy Q all the way in that fight. I'm definitely telling you on, the, the, on that one. The only reason I didn't make that a best bet, the guy gets hit all the time. Yep. He takes it on the chin a ton, and that's the only reason I didn't make that a best bet. We'll find out, but I think I think we're on the right side this time. Hey, up next, we've got a prelim bantamweight fight. We've got Hani Barcelos, want to get the name right, versus yes. Kyler the Matrix Phillips. Man, I hate <laughs> the name. Like the fighter, I hate the name. <laughs> the name. I've seen this guy fight a few times, and oh my gosh, the name. So the part in the Matrix where the guy – bends at his hips and dodges all the bullets this guy does that when guys try to kick him it is unbelievable that's why i think he gets the name the matrix and i like him in this matchup i love kyler phillips and i love him by finish i i think it's gonna be that good barcelos this guy's one in three in his last four fights with the only win coming against a guy that was on a four fight losing streak phillips this guy's a fighter that mixes takedowns in with his strikes and lands multiple takedowns every fight. The guy only has two losses on his record, and they were close. One was a split decision and the other a majority decision. So in both fights, somebody didn't think he lost. In 2021, he beat Sonia Dom by decision. That is a huge accomplishment. Sonia Dom now a top five fighter in the weight class. I like Kyler Phillips here. Yeah, I'm a lean on Phillips to win as well. Barcelos is a fill-in. For Saeed Nurmagomedov, if you didn't know that, he he lost uh, three of his last four, Uh, 36 years old. I'm just looking for other points against him that you have not mentioned because there are a lot of them. (laughs) No, no, you didn't ruin any thunder. I'm just, there are a lot of them and there are a lot to choose from. So, you know, here he is, a 36-year-old, you know, trying to right the ship on a career as a fill-in fighter against Phillips. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck with that one, my man. Phillips arguably in his prime. In his prime, he needs to move and avoid crazy shots, of course, because that's what's going to be coming from the other side. But man, I he, he Barcelos doesn't defend kicks well at all either. It's gonna be interesting to see how this one ends by finish, but it's definitely gonna end by finish. Not it's just a just a lean from me though at this point. Next fight, we've got Gavin Govna Tucker 
<laughs> versus Diego Lopez. Lopez, a slight favorite in this one. What do you think, Governor? Uh, Tucker, first of all, I'm just going to start with the easy part here. Tucker, on more than a two-year layoff, this guy's pushing two and a half years off from fighting. That's a huge red flag for me. And against Lopez, who's already shocked the world with his last fight, he came in as an alternate, faced a top five contender for his UFC debut. The guy almost submitted him a few times, not just once. He didn't get get lucky once. He almost did it a few times. It was nuts. And Lopez was the plus 600 in that fight. On the nice. contender series, before he even made it to the UFC, he fought another UFC killer, and he lost by decision, but it was close too. I can say this with confidence. This is the worst UFC fighter Lopez has faced in his short three-fight career. And that's saying a lot, because Tucker ain't bad. <laughs> in the two fights Lopez has had on the UFC level here. If you count the Dana White Contender Series, the guy has seven submission attempts. We know what he's going to be looking for in this one. Tucker's never been submitted, but that's not going to stop him. Lopez is going to... I'm going to go for the win here. And I'm not going to go by finish, but I like Lopez by win. And you're going to have to get this fast because it's already moving up, ticking up a little bit here. Yeah, I like that one too. This is the the closest fight on the card. I, I It could be the closest fight on the card. I, I, I'm... I'm leaning your way as well, Lopez, to win. Tucker hasn't fought in a long, long time. Yeah. Uh, in his last fight, he was a fill-in against Dan Ige. He, he was uh, knocked out in the first round. I think it was like tw- it was like early, early in the first round, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then he withdrew twice against Pat Sabatini. Twice. And now here he is, you know, tr- trying to get back <laughs> into it. I, you know, just forget it. I'm with you. Uh, we're on the same page on that one. Next up, John, we move to the light heavies. We've got Here a fight go. on the main card. We've got Dustin Jacoby versus Kennedy, the African savage, Zachukwu. I'm glad you said his name because I'm just going to go with the African savage here, and I'm going to go with him all the way. With a name like Savage, I'm going to bet him by finish. He has won five of his last six on the UFC by finish, a giant in the weight class as well with an 83-inch reach. That is good enough for seven-inch reach advantage in this particular fight. On top of that, the African Savage is a southpaw, which has proven very difficult for Jacoby to fight. He's gone one, two, and one inside the octagon against southpaws, and the only win he's got is a split decision. I'm going to go with the Savage, and I think the Savage is going to finish him. So am I. I'm going with him 100% to win. Jacoby is coming off two losses, including an unanimous decision in his last fight. There's just too much against him right now. The African Savage is coming off three wins. He beat he beat Kudalaba, and, and he choked out Devin Clark. Yeah. Pretty impressive. Yeah. Pretty impressive. And I like the reach advantage as well. He's just going to come out, and he's got something to prove in Nashville. I don't know what it is. He's just going to smack this guy all around the ring. <laughs> it's true. He is huge. All right, man. To a fight. The co-main event that breaks my heart uh, this this is this is going to be an interesting matchup and it's interesting because i want to talk i want you to talk a little bit about the line changes that have been happening at the uh at the uh beginning of this week um leading up to the fight and we're not even at the uh, weigh-ins or the press conferences yet but we've got a straw weight matchup between jessica andrage who started out earlier this week at plus 300 versus tatiana suarez who was the four to one favorite minus 400 John, what, what do you think about the, the odds before you tell me what you think about the fight? Uh, so I, we were just looking at this. I was looking at this earlier in the night. And Andras, she opens up at like plus 300. Some places you could find her like plus three, 330. 
Now she is dropping to plus 265. So money is coming in on her. I don't know if it's because she's popular or because Sharps actually thinks she's going to win. I have seen enough the last two fights where I am off this fight, and I hate to say that. You know how much I love Andras, but I I don't think she's going to lose three in a row. But still, even at this very buyer-friendly price, Suarez on paper, Suarez in real life, she just looks like a fantastic fighter, the better striker, the better grappler. She's a finisher. I'm going to stay off this. She's huge. I think I think that's where I'm leaning to is to stay off as well. You know, I think there's a, a case to be made that Andrade is kind of, you know, knows that she's she her back is against the wall and she's a little pit bull. And you, and you, and you got to You know, she's going to come out swinging hard and you, you can't, you know, Suarez is going to have to hold her and wrestle her and, and grapple really quickly, perhaps to get out of some of those shots. But even on the ground, I think I think Andrade has is, is got to do something early to try to submit. And if she doesn't get it early, then forget about it. I mean, you know, there's a reason Suarez is a four to one favorite. I don't like those odds. It's not tasty for me at all. But, no. you know, we got it. We're talking about a two fight losing streak. Uh, she's returning to the strawweight class again. Andrade, she's seven and four as a strawweight. But you know, she's in her prime. Uh, but she's taken some beatings in our last two fights yes. as well. Suarez is a technical fighter. Uh, she had her comeback fight in February and choked out Montana De, De La Rosa. I actually bet against her in that fight because it was a, such a long layoff and a comeback. Uh, in this one, she's going to have a massive height and reach advantage over Andrade as well. I think Suarez will want to get Andrade to the ground and, and, and avoid, again, those power shots early. I don't think she's in much danger on the ground. Suarez pretty adept at, at uh, you know on the mat as well. I, I think that's what she's going to do, and I think Suarez wins this fight maybe by submission. But um, I, yeah, I think I'm just going to have to wait and watch and and just stay off this fight. And I, I just I'm not confident enough to put money on Andrade as the underdog, and that's where the value is. I can't tell you if either one is going to. Um, you know, submit or, or finish the other. And I'm not confident it's going the going the distance either. I don't know. Three rounds, maybe it will, but I, I'm just not confident. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. As much as it pains me. You know I love yeah. Andras. I know I, I want I to too, but <laughs> she lost the last two. I mean, she 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 had a she had a oh phone's going off. Yep, a little uh oh, little uh movement on the line there. Oh, let's go. Update. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. Anything good? Some money coming in? No, it's not. Just just in my book. I my book's behind the times and it's just catching up with what you said, plus money coming in on entrepreneurs. That's <laughs> nice, all. Nice. Nice. Uh, there it is again. There it is again. Oh, I'm <laughs> turning off my uh, my alarm right now because we have got to go to the main event, John. A 140-pound catchweight fight after Umar Nurmagomedov withdrew from this fight. We've got Corey Sandman Sanhagen. A uh, about a two and a half to one favorite at minus two seventy. Last time I checked, versus Rob Font. All right, sir. Here we go. And I like Sanhagen to win by decision. He has been in there with the best in the world. Looking at the last fights against ranked opponents, they usually go to distance. Sons the only one that was ended early, and that was due to a cut. So I think that these guys are going to stand in there and bang Font. On the other side, this guy's a striker as well, and we could see a real scrap here. I'm going to say over 400 significant strikes landed in this fight. These guys know how to throw, and they both have very, very good chins. Yeah, I think this Sand is Sandhagen gonna... by decision. I think this is going to be a really good fight. I I'm leaning on the Sandman as well. This is now an important fight for two 
championship contenders. Both want to win this to get a shot here. Font had two losses heading into UFC 287, where he knocked out Adrian Yanez in the first round. I was on the Sanhagen. wrong side there. What's that? I was on the wrong side of that one. I went Yanez oh. and that one. <laughs> of course, we all did. I did too. Yeah. Of course. Yep. Impressive though. Sanhagen most recently beat Yudong Song and Marlon Vera. Most likely, that means I won't bet this fight. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but then nice. again, John, Sanhagen's better. Font is a good fighter. Let's not discount him. He he's really dangerous. He he can be. A lot of variables in this one, though. The fill-in, Sandman, shot it. You know, it. it, it this is con- for, to be a contender. I, I, I am still leaning on the Sandman here. Uh, I think this has a, has the has the chance to be one of those really, really good fights. All right, my man. Let's recap our best bets from this week's UFC Fight Night. John, do you recall what you said about Bahamondes and who I... you liked in that fight? Because I. Are, am, are we on the opposite sides of that one? We were on this. I think we're on the same sides as long as he makes weight. Klein, we, Klein, Klein's dangerous, my man. Klein is dangerous, but I'm making Baja Mundes to win. That's my best bet there. And then my other best bet, one of the early ones in the card, I am loving Cody Durden, the underdog, the plus money, the wrestler going against the 37% takedown defense. Give me Cody Durden and Baja Mondays. I'm with you on at least one of those for sure, but uh, I'm sure I'll be talked into it because you know your stuff. You're one of the the experts in this field. <laughs> when it comes to experts on flow and good hair, that's where I come in. And that's my first right. best bet is Tanner, the bulldozer Bozer, to beat Alexa Kamer. Kind of like Bozer to, to win by decision here. You might want to bet decision as well, but I think it goes the distance, and I think Bozer has a lot to prove after coming off of two losses, and I think he does it. But I really like this fight, and I really like my next best bet. Jeremiah Wells, slight favorite over Carlson Harris. Who cares about slight favorite to, on the money line? Who cares about the money line? This one is going to end by finish. These two guys are going to slug it out, look for a lot of blood on the mat. These guys, one of them, two-man enter. One man falls on that one. Thunderdome, baby. Thunderdome. Thunder. In honor of Tina Turner. Dome. <laughs> Don't know what that means. She was in there, man. <laughs> she oh, was in Thunder the movie. Dorm. Yeah. I thought, I thought you were talking about the poster you have of Tina Turner on, on, on your wall in the background. And that's going to do it for <laughs> the Eddie Sharp's podcast this week. Remember, though, always gamble responsibly and within your means. And the bets that we share are based on what would Tina Turner do and our own research. We don't always win, John. Hey, she's a she's a double threat. She's a triple. She's got the acting, she's got the legs, and she's got the voice. <laughs> so be sure to check us out on social media at Daddy Sharps on Instagram and Twitter. We're gonna be back next week with all our best bets and much more. Yeah, we sure are, but we're really jacked about this weekend as well. And John, we gotta remind ourselves every now and then, you know, who is your daddy? We are. Stay sharp, everyone.